Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. And today, we're in the world of wine. I can't even wait. I'm so thirsty already on a Friday afternoon um, when we're recording this. And on the podcast today is Yoav Gelat. He is the founder and CEO of Share a Splash Wine. You guys are going to love this. Yoav, it's so great having you on the podcast. Uh, great to be here. I'm excited. I'm sorry we, we we got delayed by a week or two, but man, I'm so glad we're here. Yeah, that's uh, that's great that I can be here, and uh, it's kind of fun to do it, even though I know it's only a podcast. But it's nice to actually to see you face to face. I know. I totally agree. We're on Zoom today, um, and it's so great having you here. I had so much fun learning about your company, and I do. I love wine, so I can't even wait to explore some of this with you. But um, before we get to share a splash. Talk about your background. I know you had some sales, operations, marketing, product development, and whatnot, like in, in your background. But how did you even get into this business? So, as a, as a good Jewish boy, uh, you have three <laughs> options you can be a doctor, a lawyer, or a complete failure. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I had to check all the boxes. So, no, not all of them, but I, um, um, I guess it's something, first of all, I think hospitality is always there for me. Uh, I grew up in Israel. Israel is a super small country. You cannot travel to, uh, for too far uh, before being stopped at the border. So the, sure. the option was to, just to travel. And I think I was just exposed to, to hotels and restaurants. And uh, there was always wine on the table, not always the best wine on the table. But uh, we used to store it above the fridge, like I guess a lot of families back in the, in the 70s. So um, I just really, um, at some point after checking that box of going to, to law school and practicing as a, a lawyer, I just, uh, I just thought I need to follow my passion and to wake up with a smile in the morning and do something that I really love doing. I love that. Okay. So that, I totally agree. It seems like so easy. I, you know, I love wine, therefore I could work in the business and like, it seems like a simple, you know, decision, but starting your own brand here. I mean, I don't know. Is that easy or difficult? Like what were the first steps you had to, to really to, to think about? I can show you the scars. Easy. It's definitely not easy. <laughs> And, uh, and it's like you walk into a Barnes and Nobles, um, you know, bookshop and you're like, oh, I'm going to write here. I'm going to write a book as well. I mean, it's it's overwhelming, to be honest. And you and I always, you know, even now when I walk into in the uh, wine aisle, I'm just looking around. I'm like, oh, my God, there is so many different wines. And when we started 15 years ago, um, there were definitely less wines on the wine shelf. Sure. Um, but um I just felt, you know, I just felt I need to follow my dream um, and uh, to do to do something that I have passion for. And that was, I want to say that's the number one thing is do things that you have passion for. Um, and I know back, you know, back in the day, a lot of our, you know, grandparents and uncles and even parents were like, that's your job. You that, That's what we do now for the next 40, 50, 60 years. And it's not, uh, maybe it's not going to be the best thing in my life and maybe I won't be too excited about it, but, you know, I get a paycheck or I do something and, uh, or I inherited the business. That's what we do. And I think our generation is, uh, is definitely, we need to, 
to enjoy it. We need to. Sure. Uh, you gotta really, really love what you're doing. Love what you do. I mean, life is uh, life is too short, oh, and uh, that's for sure. And every day, every day is a gift. So let's yeah. make the best of it. Yeah, as I especially have learned recently. Um, and so, so you decide you're going to start a business in the wine space. Like, what were the first steps? Did you already know like how to do this, or did you have to explore it and understand it? Like, what did that look like? No, I want to say I was uh, I was lucky enough to first of all experience um, in previous jobs I had um, to to see to understand a little bit more about the the um, beverage world to begin with. That was uh, that was one, and uh, and then uh, during business school, um, I moved here in uh, in two thousand and two to California and was wowed by California and by you know Sonoma and Napa and wine country. Sure. And, and uh, I live not too far, actually, from Santa Cruz Mountain. So a lot of like different um, wine regions, even here in California. Um, so I um, I just uh, I did some um, case studies during business school on some other wine brands, and I looked at the at uh, the trends and what's going on. So it was I don't want to say it was just you know it was a combination of. Um, learning a little bit about on the business side, sure. have the passion for it on the other side. And I just said, you know what, let's, um, let's give it a shot and see what's going to happen. <laughs> definitely crazy, definitely crazy. And it's like, you know, when you, uh, as a kid, you go on the roller coaster yep. and you're like, you go up and up and up and up and you're starting to think to yourself. And then you almost at the edge, you're about to, to get down and you're like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> Right. It's like, totally. So it's, uh, it's like that, but it's a uh, it's an amazing, amazing journey, and I love yeah. you know I've been doing it for like over fifteen years now, and and um, and I really enjoy every single day. I love it. So when you started, did you have? I mean, and I know on your site you've got Cannonball, Angels and Cowboys, High Dive, Astrolabe. Talk about those, and where did you start? Like, what was the first thing that you you, know, you were really focused on? So Cannonball was our number one, my, you know, basically uh, my wife is not around. I'll, I'll say it even she was, she's around here. <laughs> my first born, we have four kids now, but my first oh my born was Cannonball. Cannonball is kind of our first, uh, it's our flagship wine, the Cannonball Cabernet Sauvignon. And back in, um, in 2006, when we started, we just looked at the, um, at the market trends and, uh, you know, and I thought to myself, you know, it's going to be very hard to make a, a wine for a hundred dollars. And how many bottles of wine, how many cases, how many right. barrels can I make? And and I, st- I thought, you know, it's going to be much more interesting to make wine and everyday wine that costs under twenty dollars and basically over deliver on that. Uh, and not to say that it's not complicated to make, you know, wine for a hundred or hundred and fifty dollars. Right. I thought it would be really magical to do an everyday wine that people will just feel like, oh my God, this is such a treat to, to have that wine. And uh, right. that was kind of the goal was to do that. Wow. And so um, did you have to go work with an existing like Ventner or like, how did you figure out like the, the so packaging would, and the bottling, all of that? So I was, I was lucky enough. I was fortunate enough to, to start that journey with Dennis Hill. Dennis Hill was the winemaker of Sigesio. Uh, back in the day, and um, and then he worked also with Alexander Valley and with Alexander Valley Vineyards. He worked with uh, um, Blackstone. Uh, so we had a few different experiences uh, a lot before we met, and um, so he definitely brought his expertise to the table and and helped us to uh, to get going. Um, but um, 
Kennelball for me, you asked me about, you know, the packaging and about all yeah. the different elements here. So, you know, when you have a big wine company and you have an unlimited budget, you can basically <laughs> buy any billboards you want, any right. social media you want, any influencer you want, and, and double spread the ads um, in any newspaper or publication. Uh, for us, the packaging was definitely a key element. Um, making sure that the wine is absolutely um, amazing quality and, right. and we are super serious when we make the wine. But I decided on the packaging, actually, since we don't own any vineyards and don't own any chateaus and didn't want to put on the label, you know, kind of lie about that and cheat about that. Right. So I, right. I decided to go with the boy the, that, uh, that boy that the uh, cannonball. represent. Yeah. You know, it, yes, it's just like the all ethos is like having fun and you know just enjoy life and it was uh, a yeah. wine became such a serious pretentious arrogant um snobbish thing and we're pushing so many people away and uh, it's such a shame it's such an amazing beverage and instead of all of us enjoying it we are basically telling you're not qualified because you're drinking the wrong glass oh my gosh you, you don't know what you pair it with how right. dare you pair red wine with uh, fish <laughs> with fish right <laughs> why are you drinking that vintage this is not a good vintage this is not that and we are pushing so many consumers away and the whole ethos of cannonball is like everybody can do a cannonball everybody should just have fun you don't have to be a, an Olympic swimmer, you don't have to find your Olympic pool. You do a cannonball in your, you know, in the creek, in your, uh, in a pool, in a river, in my little one, my little daughter is four years old now. <laughs> yep. She's doing cannonball into a, a pedal, like it just into the bath. It's just like that moment of joy. And that's what I was trying to capture. One should be this fun thing that we can just do every day. I love it. Now you mentioned you, you wanted to create a quality wine under $20. How do you do that? It, it, like what are the elements of the process that make it so that you can make a quality wine for under $20? So as I mentioned, one of the, I mean, I, I was lucky enough uh, to, to start that journey with, uh, with a great winemaker. So a lot of relationships um, basically with growers uh, that you know exactly, you know which uh, which fruit to look for sure. uh, in which areas uh, in the in in California to to find that. So that was definitely one element, and it's based on a lot of relationships. To be honest, that's that's a key thing is to to surround yourself with a network of uh, individuals uh, that people that want to help you um, and um, and have the experience and the knowledge. And it's uh, it's a journey, and it's not it's not that. Every day, I'm, I said, you know, I enjoy every day. It's definitely ups and downs, and uh, sure. but you have to stay positive and always find a solution for the problems that you totally face. So there is no one recipe like it's. This is how you do it. Right. Uh, make a lot of mistakes along the way, and um, and we started small. You know, like we we basically started with five thousand pieces of wine. Okay. And then, how did you take those to market? Were those that you sold directly to individuals or did you try to go to retail or how did that work for you initially or on the, on so, the website? Yeah. So website back in, in 2000 and um, 2000 and <laughs> didn't really early days. <laughs> there, early days. Yeah. And so that wasn't an option. Um, but the other things we've, we basically, you know, like actually a store, it is in one of our first customers is uh, just around the corner. I remember coming with a case of wine on it 
on a Friday afternoon to the buyer and I said, hey, I, I live two blocks away from you. Would you mind, you know, buying the wine from us? And he's like, you know what, I'll give it a shot. And he, he tried the wine, he put that box. He called me on Saturday morning, he said, your, your wine more. is gone. <laughs> wine's can gone. I, can, I get, can I get another case? I'm like, sure. So 10 minutes later, I got another case to, his, uh, to the store. And uh, on Sunday afternoon, he basically said, I need, uh, I need two more. Ca-. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, wow. wow that's, uh, so we, we, I think we kind of, it was literally going from one store to another, one restaurant to another. Uh, it was super important for me to be at a price point that it can be affordable by the glass. Right. I think it's very hard when you have a wine that is, you know, super expensive and it's I on know. the list and they're like, Totally. hundred different wines. How do you choose which wine you want to you want to pick? So if you buy the glass, you definitely have more uh, more opportunities to do that. Um, and just I think the word of mouth. To be honest, word of mouth was a big a big factor of um, of how we uh, we got into the markets. Uh, that's one on the distribution network. You know, you have the big guns. You have like Southern and Glaciers, absolutely, and, and those guys. And we actually went with the second tier um which was a lot of fun to to i mean the people that you can actually you pick up the phone and the owner answer the phone right you, right it's a little it, different it, than southern glaciers yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's and it's nothing wrong with southern glaciers they're just right that's no, just big, different big big company like, versus yeah yeah and and we just found the the match for us that will really work well in the market it was and it was market by market it wasn't like let's go take over you know the us it was right. i mean this is like 50 countries right so so it just it was wow. one after another region after region and then the distributors themselves talk to one another so sometimes right. we got from one market to another like that and the fact that we just said the number one thing don't overcomplicate things so you have one skew we started with one skew and got actually it. you know you can see i have like more than one uh, more than one skew and yeah i see that yep it's, it's a little bit you know now it's okay to do it but when you are walking into a distributor and you tell him i just have one wine more chances you will say you know what let's let's try it you know versus sure. coming with i have like five brands i have 40 skews and you're too like much. Mm, no too, too much. much no way i'm gonna do that yeah well, you have added over time. We talked about Cannonball, then um, Angels and Cowboys, High Dive, et cetera. So how did you decide to add those? And what's the differentiation in those? Yeah, so Cannonball, as I mentioned, Cannonball was kind of our... Um, all, all the wines that we make are everyday wines. We don't have wines that are like, oh, this is... We spill... We, right. You know, <laughs> this is the we, premium wine. And this is the... Yeah. <laughs> with special occasions. I, I don't believe in that, by the way. I think, you know, life is too short. I mean, you have a nice bottle of wine. You have a good friend or... Totally. Partner, and you just open a good bottle of wine. I mean, and, and the pandemic uh, taught us that very well. Yes, we just have to, I think we so. To, to <laughs> yep. Enjoy life. So I don't have those... Uh, special bars of wine that I keep for special occasions. But at the same time, you know, not everybody wants to open or oh, have wine that they can, you know, that worth a hundred, two hundred dollars or so the wines are all of them, you know, they are we'll say equal in, in when it comes to to you know price point or but cannonball was this as I mentioned like just uh, uh, carefree and uh, and we did like the usual suspects are the cab, shard, merlot and Sauvignon Blanc. So it's varietals that everybody know and love, and we do we do them so well in California. Sure. So that was uh, that was just that's cannonball. 
Angels and Cowboys was an interesting partnership. Uh, Michael Schwab is, if you look at the labels, Michael Schwab is uh, our graphic designer. Is yeah, the, awesome labels, iconic, by the way. Is is an iconic graphic designer that we had, we've been lucky and had the privilege to to work with him. He was commissioned by the Golden Gate National Parks to do a lot of their uh, artwork, and um, uh, he did some really interesting projects: Muhammad Ali Institute, uh, yeah. Amtrak, a lot of different things around uh, around the country, and. Uh, Michael actually um, talked to me about, after we did the Cannonball one, about doing something together. So that was kind of, um, he's originally from Oklahoma. Uh, he lives now, he moved in a very young age to, to uh, the Bay Area. He lives in uh, San Anselmo in North Bay. Um, and um, it was just, uh, we decided to do that one together. So Angels and Cowboys is all about... Um, being the trailblazer, being the, the lover, like it was, and it wasn't done in a cheesy way. We were really right. trying to make um, a rosé blend from Grenache grapes um, and we're using some Syrah grapes as well there. And then the red blend is uh, made from Zinfandel, but we have their Petit Syrah and Syrah and, um, and other varietals. It just depends on the vintage. Uh, and then now we just did a line extension on that, and we have two sparkling from Angels and Cowboys as well. There are blends as well of the, the you know, kind of the, the Chardonnay, Pinot Meunier, and, and Pinot Noir. So that's like the three varietals that they use in Champagne, but um, we do it here in California. So that's our own expression on, uh, on that. But so Angels and Cowboys is more of like kind of um, your, um, your daring, let's do it, let's, let's go on an adventure right. kind of. Uh, right. uh, and it's. Uh, and it's been a lot of fun making that wine, and it's uh, it's really interesting. And this is all Sonoma fruit. Um, the Cannonball is California fruit. Okay. Always, always from the coast. Always um, uh, mainly North Coast and Sonoma area, I would say, um, on the Cannonball side. Then Hydev is kind of my really tiny project of an adventure that I decided to do in Napa Valley, uh, which okay. is a lot of fun as well. Uh, it's um, Hydev. So Hydev is kind of our now the boy is, you know, growing up. He knows what he wants to do. <laughs> nice. But uh, I just, it's a, it's a really tiny program. We're making 3,000 bottles every year. Wow. Um, and this is um, left bank meets right bank, basically, in Napa. So uh, we get cab front from uh, Carneros area, and we, sure. get cab, uh, and we get the cab from Oakville area. Um, and uh, that's a great collaboration with... Uh, with three winemakers, actually, our own winemaker on Dean Chatton, which is kind of managing our entire uh, wine program. And then we have Peter Heights, that is the winemaker of Turnbull, and Scott Palazzo, um, that is making Palazzo wine. So, and he's like, his expertise is, is right bank. So we were super, um, I got super lucky with that. And it was, a, it is a passion project. And it's, uh, I just feel that a lot of the Napa wines were over-extracted uh, fruit right, and over right. the top, and the alcohol is high. And you're like, oh, my God. It was so I just, I really love the Napa wines from the 80s um, that you get that are more finesse and more elegant and just more fun. And this is, that's the one I decided. That's the kind of style of wine that I was, that inspired me. And this is High Dive. Um, what else do we have? We have Astrolab, which is Astrolab, a, yeah. Yeah. So Astrolab is an amazing, this is just, I mean, that's the wine business. It's just relationships. And um, I met I met them. I met uh, Simon and Jane, the owners of Astrolab um, over 10 years ago in, in Toronto in a wine tasting. Yep. Um, 
And back then, Simon was not even allowed to bring his wine to the U.S. It was the winemaker before. Oh, wow. And I don't know. I mean, people know now Sauvignon Blanc from, uh, from New Zealand. I, you know, I would say, and people will probably kill me for saying that, <laughs> I would say that, that what Burgundy is for, for French wine, this is kind of the Pinot Noir. That's the king. I would say the Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand is the king of Sauvignon Blanc. Yep. It's, and I know there is amazing Sauvignon Blanc in New Zealand, in Australia, in Sancerre, and, and South Africa. And here we make amazing Sauvignon Blanc. But there is something very unique about Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. Wow. And it's much more than just, oh, passion fruit and lychee and mango. There is so much um, different sub-regions in, in, uh, in New Zealand. Right. Even in Marlborough alone that are making phenomenal, phenomenal Sauvignon Blanc. And people just miss that. And I hope that one day they'll realize how many, how many different um, Sauvignon Blanc you can actually make in, in, uh, in New Zealand. And I was just, I love the wine, love the people. And I say, I'm not making it. I'm going to bring a container. In the worst case, I'm going to bring a container of wine with my friends of Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand. So I went to one of the best restaurants actually in, in, uh, in here in the Bay Area that, uh, that makes phenomenal Greek food. And uh, I went to the Somme that was buying Cannonball and I said, would you, would you sell it? And he was like, absolutely. It's not expensive enough. You need to, to sell it for more money, but the wine is phenomenal. So that was our first customer. So it's wow. always kind of, I think the validation comes from that. I mean, sure. that to, to make sure that you, that you have customers that are super and not just trying to be nice to you. Actually, right. Exactly. You actually give you feedback. Yeah. 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 Do you, how much do business that. do you do through your website versus distributors and other, I mean, is, is it website more for marketing or do people, or do you get orders, you know, pretty regularly through the website? So um, definitely um, we believe in the three tier system. I know a lot of people are, I mean, this is the system we have in the US. I mean, so fighting it and trying to kind of, I, I don't believe in that. I think it's, uh, they are great partners, the yep. wholesaler. Totally. They need to basically take the wine, all the logistics of taking the wine from the winery, putting it on trucks, getting into their warehouses, um, paying for it, and then selling it in the marketplace is absolutely. So I, I'm definitely, I'm for the three-tier system. I'm not, and yep. I know that, wait a minute, you should be against them. And <laughs> And I, I, I love it. I think it's, uh, it is the system we have here and it's, we also, it also is. export. It is what it like, is. Yeah. Yeah. We also export to 30, over 30 markets around wow. the world. So it's really interesting oh how gosh. it works. Every market is different. Every single market uh, operates yeah. in a different way. No so it's, it's a lot of, um, it's even Canada alone is like six different markets in Canada and each one of them operates in a different way. But back to your question, online, definitely, uh, we started that, I want to say, three years ago. Uh, definitely in the last 15 months, pandemic, um, we had to pivot our business. We had 35% of our business on-premise restaurants, and we basically overnight uh, lost it. We lost 35% of our business. Wow. So we had to pivot pretty quickly. Sure. And, uh, and we... Um, Thank God that people love wine and they drink at right. home. And, I was going to say, I think consumption was up over the last year. <laughs> And, and we, yeah, and we, we, had the, we had the structure in place and just getting all the permits in all the states right. and everything is working and getting enough inventory of shippers and things. Right. And, <laughs> and, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still small. It's still a small base, but it's definitely, it, let's put it this way, we quadruple our business online 
in the last 15 months. Wow. So it's not amazing. It's still a small base, but it's right. uh, said it's a great platform to interact with uh, with consumers, places they, that uh, they cannot find the wine, not easy to find it. We can ship them. Some people love the relationship directly with the winery, but I'm not competing with my with the three tier system. I love our retailer partners, and I they are the main reason that we are you know totally live and and work. And I'm I don't want to take any business no, from them. So we are. And things are opening are, back up, so that's gonna that machine's gonna get yeah. going here pretty quick. Yeah, but but in, in pandemic, a lot of people didn't want to go out, didn't want right. to go to the retail shop to buy the wine. A lot of the stores were were shut down. A lot of places did. I mean, so it's it's a good, it's a great solution yep. uh, to have that. Wow, no, I totally agree. And uh, you know, I does anybody buy? I know for those of you who haven't been to shareasplash.com, um, there's a 15 liter. <laughs> 2016 Cannonball Cabernet Sauvignon, 15 liters. There's also a 12 liter, by the way, in case you want something smaller, um, or nine liter and a six liter. But you off? Does anybody buy the 15 liter? <laughs> You'll be surprised. It's uh, we made it. We made it for a specific market in Louisiana, New Orleans. They do a trade show, and uh, and they got it. I got that purchase order on a text message. And, I love Six it. Years ago, by you know an amazing our you know um, a wholesaler in that state. Yeah. And after that, uh, they started to be almost I don't want to say a competition between the salespeople in my company, but the Vancouver Wine Club um, <laughs> is uh, always buy one bottle and they they have like a special occasion. They right. open it like two people need to hold the bottle and pour it. So, how do you pour a fifteen liter? I mean, like it because it's heavy. I mean, two liters of Coke, you know, is heavy. <laughs> like fifteen liters. Oh, there you go. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, almost two cases of wine. I know you could have a whole party with that one bottle. Like you know what I mean? Yep. You could just keep pouring anyway. Sorry to distract. But, yeah, but, oh no, no, no. But the, the nice, the nice thing about because it's cannonball, it's not this you know Grand Cru or whatever. <laughs> right. I mean, the, 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 it's not that expensive. Just I mean, the, right. the large formats that we make, it was more done for marketing than you know. We're not making real money. The glass is super expensive. The right. pork bottling that is not on the usual bottling line. So the right. main reason to, to <laughs> yeah. do all those things. But think about it. You go to a restaurant. A lot of people are always intimidated uh, because you need to order if you're like eight people or right. you want to order more than one bottle of wine. And it's really nice. And people are sharing, in my mind, totally. the same bottle of wine so they can... You know, yeah. it's talk about it and enjoy together versus each one is ordering his own drink. Yeah, I'll take the six liter. We'll we'll start with the six liter, and then uh, you know, if we need more, we can get another three liter. <laughs> so crazy! Oh my god! All right, yo, I'm sorry. Um, hey, I love to ask our guests uh, what you know the, for advice for our listeners. Uh, what would be two or three pieces of advice or lessons learned you've you know come across or you you know you'd offer to our listeners based on you know launching and growing Share Splash. Wow, um, that's a heavy one. Um, and I, I went to business school um, here in the U.S. Um, I went to to Haas. I did like actually. Oh yeah. Uh, Berkeley, Berkeley, Columbia. So I got uh, I got the both you know the best of both worlds, so to speak. The entrepreneurial side from from here from Berkeley, more on the finance side from uh, from Columbia. Even though in this new era, I think that everybody are doing everything now. Um, but the the one thing they don't teach you and i don't think you know like i don't think i always it's not a thing that i always wanted to be an entrepreneur or i always and it, it, the the lessons are like first of all you need to have a 
a lot of grit. Grit is the number one thing I would say that that you need. Um, always stay positive. Is Love that one. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> always try to, but don't, don't be naive. I mean, it's uh, there is a you know kind of it's a right. It's a it's like attention. Even yeah. Um, so that's uh, uh, being curious, be, trying always to learn and kind of uh, to look for. Um, ways how to improve, how to get better is another thing. And uh, have, a, have a really, really great team around you. So I think team is a key factor. And, and thank God I have an amazing, amazing team uh, that uh, I can you know, learn from. And they bring their own knowledge experience to the table. So I, I feel super lucky to have, uh, to basically, to have them alongside me because it's... Um, it's a war every day, right? You want to totally. you want to be with people that you that you can count on and uh, and be with. So that's uh, that. The one thing at the same time I would say at the end of the day, I have an amazing team, but you do stay alone. I think as an entrepreneur, I mean people, and th- and that's what I was saying about earlier. about when I I'm talking about the business school, it's things that they don't teach you in business school. I mean, you are alone at the end of the day. You can have the best team in the world. Um, but there are moments that you are basically, it's, uh, it's you facing the bank. It's you facing, you know, you wake up at right. two o'clock in the morning. It's you, you wake up at two o'clock in the morning and you think about, you know, how do, you know, how do, how do we go from here? And, you know, back in the day, there were days that I was like, I had to take a second mortgage on my house. I had to, to do all wow. kinds of things, yeah. how to, how to make it work. So it's, it's not that glorious lifestyle people see on social <laughs> On uh, on social media, think, oh my God, he's having the 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 time of his life. It's it's a lot of grinding, a lot a lot right. of grinding. Not mm-hmm. that uh, it's, but it's again, I wouldn't do. I, I prefer to sit in goats and chickens in the back of the plane <laughs> and, uh, and do what I do versus right. uh, be be in front of the the plane and uh, not in happy class. Uh, in a in a very expensive suit and be a lawyer as I was for three years. I I rather be in the back of the plane and and really uh, have a blast and and meet amazing <laughs> people and uh, and sharing a splash uh, around the world. That's what I, I love. That's that. what, I like. what a cool name, by the way. Um, share with our audience where to find you, connect with you, buy the product, etc. Okay, so first of all, as I mentioned, the, now our retailers, uh, you know, restaurants uh, across the country in a lot of places around the world, but specific names. Hope I'm not insulting anyone, but <laughs> I would say, and I know that my, my national account person was going to say, what did you do? <laughs> Why didn't you mention so, this but, one? Yeah. But I would say that Whole Foods believed in us from day one. Whole wow. Foods was an amazing Very cool. partner with, in every single store around the country in Whole Foods with most of our wines. Um, HEB, which I love because they, they also care so much about the community and about what they do. And so I value them. Um, Myers, um, Beanies, uh, Safeway. Um, yeah, all those are amazing. So Gelson's, Bevmo. I mean, there's so many that we love, but ah, we are in a lot nice. of the independents. You know, it's yeah. every, really important, actually. I, I can't mention all those names, but independents are super important for us as well. Without them, we've been also... I'm not sure that that uh, we've been uh, doing so well. Uh, and then, if somebody really wants the wine and they cannot get it at their store next to them, so shareasplash.com, um, and you can um, we ship to I think forty most uh, of the states. Market. I see it there. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's awesome. Yeah. Yo, thank you so much for coming on, man. I'm excited for you guys and where you are. I mean, gosh, not only do you have great branding and product, but you're in so many great outlets and so much potential growth in front of you. And uh, I hope you'll come back on down the road as things continue to grow and share more stories with us. Justin, it was great uh, to talk to you. And um, hopefully we can meet in the near future. For sure. In California. And have uh, have a six liter bottle of wine together. (laughs) I am in. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Thanks, man. Thank you, man. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.